Greetings, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Communication Guru Podcast, where we believe it is not always what you say, but how you say it that matters the most. I'm your host, Tim McMurtry, president and CEO of Tim McMurtry International LLC, a business consultancy specializing in personal development and training, government and public affairs, along with corporate and community relations. I'm delighted to have you join us and I thank you for your listenership and viewership of this show. As you know, our aim on this platform is to discuss nuances and insights relative to the communication continuum to help you maximize the impact and results of effective communication within your own various spheres of influence, be it your business, your relationships, and or your workplace. We're here to help you become a top-notch communicator. So be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified when new episodes are released and are available for consumption. Now, there's an adage that states, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names or words can never hurt me. Well, in actuality, that's not true. Names and words can have a profound effect on you. In fact, when you look over the course of your sphere of influence, the people that you know, many people into adulthood are affected by things and words that have been said to them when they were kids. Some folks 40, 50, 60 years old are still being affected by some words that were spoken to them, usually negatively, when they were but five, six, seven years old. So we know that words can have a profound effect on you. See, in fact, words do many things. Words give commands. Words paint pictures. Words can hurt and scar the psyche and mental health of a person. Words can also encourage and inspire. In short, words are the instruction workers of our lives. Now, we have throughout our society different aspects where wordplay comes into effect, but we hardly pay attention to them, but they are substantial. For example, when a person gets married, before they are officially a couple or joined in holy matrimony, the priest or the officiating person will say, say I do. I promise to love, to hold, to cherish, and promise in sickness and in health and richer and for poor, blah, 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 blah. Or we wrote our own vows. We just, we are so in love. Okay, after all of that, before you can officially be married, you have to say I do. Those are words. Also, if you are involved with law enforcement, they may say, hey, you have the right to remain silent for anything that you what? That you say words can be used against you in a court of law. So those are but two examples of the power and potency of our words. So for today's episode, we're going to discuss the role that words play in us getting in and out of life those things that we desire. In other words, the role our words play in us, quote unquote, manifesting. Now, growing up, you hear about stay in school, get good grades, you know, get a good job, blah, 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 blah. A lot of those things are kind of external to our success. And we've been groomed and programmed to roll with those things. And under emphasis has been put on the role that words play in our lives. And what we're going to do, is we're going to take a little walk, a traipse, if you will, <laughs> through some scripture so we can get some foundation. We can get to the root of things 
so that we can manifest the fruit that we are looking for. So to this end, we'll chop it up about manifesting the power of your words. So manifesting, colon, the power of your words. So since the dawn of mankind, language, communication, words have been essential to our interaction and survival. So even those that may have a disability or parability, such as deafness or blindness, still utilize sign language or braille to communicate to others. So words matter. We need look no further than creation itself to begin to appreciate the heft and magnitude of words and their creative power. We can look at the first few words of scripture. It says as follows, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The beginning, that can even be a metaphor to the start of whatever you're about to get into. If you have a dream, a desire, a goal in the beginning, the start of that thing, there are some things that need to be in place for you to manifest that fully. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, verse two, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So there was darkness and it was void and it was without shape. Some of the things that you are desiring to do at the beginning of them, they haven't taken shape yet. They're void. It could even be some darkness because nobody in your family, nobody of your color, nobody of your gender maybe has ever done those things before. So at the start of that thing, it may not have been any evidence that it can manifest. However, you have a tool in your toolbox and that is your words to bring it to pass. Verse number three, and God said, let there be light. And what happened? And light came. Yeah. Notice that it was darkness there and it was without form and void. Your endeavor, there's maybe darkness there. It is without form and void. So God didn't say, man, look at that. It sure is dark out there. It's dark in a mug. That's not what he said. He only spoke what he desired. Let there be light. And there was light. So in your situation, no matter how dark it may look, no matter how void and without form it may look, you can shape your words as your construction workers to build out whatever the outcome you want it to be. Uh, <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Your words are the construction workers of your life because you are a being. You didn't just come out of a big bang. It wasn't osmosis that created you. You are created in the image and likeness of God, meaning that you are a mini God in the earth. You are godular. You are godish. Yeah. So just like him, you're created in his image and in his likeness. Image being the personification, the personality. You have emotions and different elements to you. Likeness is functionality. You function like he functions. If he speaks things and then they happen, guess what you got to do? Yeah. Speak it first, then it'll manifest. And that goes for the good, the bad, and the ugly. So if you're saying negative things, guess what you're going to get in your life? Negative things, negative things, negative things. Yeah. But if you speak positive things, that's what you're going to get. Positive things. So learn how to discipline that mouth of yours so that you can manifest those things that you desire and not those things that you don't desire. So with this principle of the power of words in mind, we'll break down these three elements involving our words. Number one, what to do relative to your words. 
Number two, developing a strategy to do what needs to be done. So once you know what to do, now you have to have a strategy of execution because what happens is we can get lazy in the discipline of our words. We can be out and about. You can be out amongst friends, coworkers, business partners, family, and you can get loosey-goosey with your words and you can find yourself agreeing to things that you don't really want to manifest in your life. So you have to stay on top of it. This is an active type of facilitation. Not passive, active. You got to be paying attention to your own mouth or you will reap some things that you might not want to reap. Number three, you want to execute. So once you know what to do, once you have your strategy of how to do it, now you have to execute or consistently carry out appropriate actions. You got to carry them out. You have to carry them out. You have to do this thing. You know, like the Nike little symbol, just do it, do it. Do it. So the power of words. A couple of the scriptures, and I want to give you this foundation because we are triune beings. We are spirits. We have a body. We have a soul, and we live in a body. But we are most familiar with the body, the physical part, because that's what we are most cognizant of and have most interaction with. But that's not all of what we are. We're three-part beings. And we have a lot of things in nature. If we take a closer look at them, they have similar characteristics of this trifold piece. Think about the sun. The sun, you have this physical ball of fire. That's the body, okay? Then you have the illumination of the sun. It gives light. That can be the soul. It also gives out heat. That could be the spirit. So it gives light, gives heat, and it is a physical thing. That's a triune being, a triune element. Or you can take an ice cube out of your freezer, or as my pops calls it, the ice box. Take the ice cube out. Now, you can heat that ice up and it becomes a liquid. You know, now you got a puddle of water on your counter. You can heat it up some more, it becomes a gas. So it's a gas, it's a liquid, and it's this solid ice cube. Another example of a triune piece. You, my friend, are also a triune being. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. And so when we talk about our words, those operate in that spiritual, soulish realm. That part of you that is unseen, but it does make a difference. Like the breath that you breathe, you can't see it unless you're out in the frozen tundra in Wisconsin and it's January and you see the smoke coming out your mouth when you're breathing on your nose. But typically you can't see it, but it definitely is there. And not only is it there, without oxygen, you will die. So some things that you don't see still have a very, very profound impact on your quality of life as well as what you manifest in your life. A couple of descriptions, we'll go ahead and keep this rolling. So in Proverbs chapter number 18, now these are some things that I came across, you know, as later on in life as an adult, because I used to be kind of loosey-goosey with my words. People would ask, you know, how you doing? Oh, those people that would say things like, well, I'm struggling to survive. Now, even if you are in a situation that is less than ideal, the way you get out of that situation is not reinforcing it with your words. You have to speak your way beyond what your current experience is. Chapter 18, dig this, verses 20 and 21. Just listen to this. And when I heard this, it changed how I talked. It says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Meaning, whatever comes out of your mouth, that's what's going to determine what you get out of your life. Okay, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. 
Check this out. Next verse, verse 21. Death and life. Death, stuff that you don't want to happen, foul stuff, stuff that's sucky. Uh Uh-huh. You brought that upon yourself with that mouth of yours. And life, fresh stuff, stuff your heart's desire, stuff that makes you smile, stuff to make you feel good, put a little extra bounce in your step. But more bounce, more bounce. Yeah, that's come from your mouth. Not the next man. Even if you're married, your spouse, my spouse just get on my nerves. It's not your spouse. It's what you're saying about those interactions that determine what you get in and out of life. It's the death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So whatever you are dribbling out of that mouth of yours, whatever is coming out of that mouth of yours, it is painting a picture of the life that you will have. Your mouth, your words, your results, your consequences, your fault, good or bad. The cool part is you have total control over it. So if you want to change outcomes in your life, change what you say. Ooh, (laughs) One other verse, and we will get into some practical application of what these verses and principles are really spelling out and sharing and telling us. Verses 33 through 37, this is St. Matthew. This is just foundation because you can't just throw stuff out there. I'm just this, this, and this. There has to be some sort of foundational contextual principle. So these are principles. And what is a principle? A principle or a law is a predictable consequence of an act. The law of gravity. What does that mean? What goes up must come down. You know what I'm saying? So these are principles, meaning that if I do this, this is what the result is going to be. If I don't do that, this is what the result won't be. So we're trying to establish principles so we can live our life by them. When you go bowling, the principle is roll that ball in the middle of the wooden part of the lane. Why? Because on the sides of the lane, you have gutters and you will get a gutter ball. So we don't want gutter balls in life, do we? Uh-uh. So starting at verse 33, it says, either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. So if a tree is known by what kind of fruit is coming off of it, you and your life will be known by what kind of words you're speaking. So if we see your life, we can kind of get an indication of what kind of words you've been kind of speaking because your life bears the fruit of your words. Verse 34, O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So I can tell what's in your heart by what your words are. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word, listen to this, this is talking to us. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. What does that mean? That means the day of judgment is not Armageddon and when the Christ cracks the sky. That means that every word that you say, it has a consequence. So your words, even if I was just playing, or I'm just joking around, I'm just da-da-da-da, even when you're doing that, Those words don't just fall back into your past, into oblivion. Uh Uh-uh. On the contrary, they go in front of you into your future. And you will meet them again along your path. And whatever seed you sowed at that time that you uttered those words, that is the result that you're going to be faced with as a consequence. 
So since you have a hard time, I speak for myself, shutting your mouth anyway, if your mouth is always dribbling, if your lips are always flapping, if you are calling yourself loquacious or you always like to pontificate, be pontificating the stuff that you want to see in your life because you will meet those words again. And they are carrying a harvest of seed planted. So if you just got to say something, say stuff like, man, something wonderful is going to happen to me today. I am a multi-billionaire. All my bills are paid in full and I have a divine surplus. You have to say that kind of stuff. Why? Because when you get to your future, be it tomorrow, be it five minutes from now, be it two years from now, be it a month from now, you want the manifestation of goodness coming from the words that you put out there. It's a principle, you all. And once I came across this stuff, I changed what I, I would say. Because I used to talk based on what my circumstance was. People would ask me, hey, how you doing, man? Man, it seems like every time I take one step forward, I take two steps back. I was saying that kind of nonsense. And guess what was happening? Stuff wasn't good happening to me. You're looking for jobs, you're putting applications in, and you get the letter of, thank you for your application, but right now you've picked another candidate. You're not getting the quote-unquote breaks in life. And once I just started changing what I said, people would ask me, how you doing, man? I adopted a mantra, blessed and increasing, because I found it in the Bible somewhere. I think it was in Isaiah 51, where God was telling Abraham, hey, man, I will bless you and I'm going to increase you. I said, you know what? I'm taking that. I'm just going to start saying, what do I have to lose? What do I have to lose by just changing my words? And guess what happened? All kind of fresh stuff began to happen. Doors that used to be closed began to open. Okay, now I hadn't changed. I hadn't become somebody else. I'm still Tim McMurtry. I was the same Tim McMurtry before. But what happened? My words began to plant seeds of greatness that began to manifest. So this isn't something I just read or watch somebody else's life do it. I've applied this to myself. I got receipts. I have a podcast right now, player. You listen to a podcast, the Communication Guru podcast came as a result of some words, man. This is like 10 years in the making. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you, should, you should have a show. You listen to So instead of saying, well, one day, nah. All right, let me go ahead and do it. Let me do it. And what happened was individuals began to come into my space that I didn't even know before, such as my super producer, Brother Elsie Flanard. I didn't even know, dude, right? So he, working with my wife, she has, you know, a business, so they're doing some little business stuff. And she comes back from one of their meetings one time and says, hey, there's this guy named Elsie Lenard. Said he wanted to, you know, sit down and grab a coffee, something like that with you. Talk about a couple things. Now, at the time, I didn't even know he was doing podcasts and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I had been saying, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get this thing going. So we have a conversation. Turns out this dude is a podcast producer. <laughs> Short story shorter, I have a podcast. Thank you very much. My name is Tim McMurtry, and I approve this message. Thank you. Moving right along. Your words matter, man. And if you don't have the right things to say, and if you just can't say the right thing, if you always find yourself being negative, you're the Debbie Downer, you're the crabby one, you're the one that brings down the energy in the space every time you come around, shut up. Hush until you can get your mouth disciplined to say other things that speak life. It comes from your mouth. So what to do, number one, personal application. Take account of your words, okay? What are you saying to yourself right now? What are you constructing in your life through your own mouth and words? Do you say things like, man, I have this headache is killing me? Well, stop saying that because you will be cutting your life short. 
Now, we see some people that have passed and, you know, seem like they, they went before their time. What we don't know is what kind of words they were speaking when we weren't in their company. They could have been saying some things when we aren't around that hastened some of this bad stuff that came upon them. Because the principle is the principle. It's the predictable consequence of an act. Whether you know it or not, it's still in operation. If you wet your hand and stick it in an electrical socket, guess what? You're about to get Shazam. That's what you're about to get. Well, I didn't know. Well, tough. You know now. If you don't know, now you know, you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Your words matter. Oh, my feet are killing me. Hush. Stop saying that. Well, what do I say if my feet are actually hurting? One, you cannot say nothing. That's one option. The other option that you can say is that, man, it seems like something is attacking my feet. And you can get some scripture. Scripture talks about, you know, Jesus is a healer. By his stripes, we are healed. But I'm healed by the stripes. What I'm saying, you have to creatively However, it works for you. You know what I'm saying? Because you want, I don't want to lie to myself. I don't want, you know, it's not, this ain't no, no trickery. This ain't no magician. This ain't David Copperfield or Harry Houdini. These are principles. And what you have to do is find a creative way to do it. There was a guy, that's an example, whose wife was looking for, she was looking for some employment. And they were applying this principle of you will have whatsoever you say. And they were in, I believe, Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time. And at the time that this episode happened, there was like a little recession and the economy wasn't booming per se. So this means that this principle is applicable no matter favorable circumstances or not. You can apply the principle and it can override and transcend the circumstance. So anyway, the wife was looking for you know, some employment. The guy was going full time into school and stuff like that. So he was limited in his ability to work because he had a full load, stuff like that. So she was like, okay, we're couple, I want to help you out, help out the household, let me go ahead and get a gig. And so what they decided to do was really go full board with this principle. So they got some five by seven index cards and wrote down what they desired. She said, I want a job within 10 minutes of the house. I would like a company car. She put down what the salary amount was. And she would say these things like daily. And she would have these cards around. I'm talking about they were going in. She would put like the cards, these note cards on like their mirrors in the bathroom and stuff like that in the cupboards in the kitchen. I mean, so she could train her saying her words to only speak what she desired. And when she started doing this, just like we saw when God looked over the earth and it was without form and void and the darkness on the face of the deep, he didn't say what he was currently facing. She didn't say what she was. She was unemployed when she first started doing this stuff. She didn't say, man, it's so hard to get a job. It seemed like ain't nobody hiring. That's not what she said. She said, I believe I have a company car. The job is within 10 minutes of the house. Da, 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 da. So one day, for those that say, well, what do I say if I'm going through something? This is an example to you or for you. He said that one of their friends came by and called out to her, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, good morning. How y'all doing today? Da, 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 da. And he asked the wife, let's call her Sally. Hey, Sally, how's that job coming? You know, how's the job search coming along? He said, did you get that job yet? Her response was, yeah, I got it. And he's like, oh, really? Okay. Where are you working? She says, I don't know yet, but I got it. Imagine the discipline, belief, faith, and tenacity it took for her to say that. Now, struggling with, it seems you, no, 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 no. She was speaking those things that be not as though they were. That's a principle that she was practicing. 
Shortly thereafter, guess what? She got a job. And check out how she got the job. This is how powerful this principle is. It can move stuff that you do not know exists in your behalf. She got a call from the company that she ended up working for had just recently been taken over by another company from like Sweden or something, another whole other country. They took over the company and the hiring manager was going through some files from the previous owners and administrators of that particular workplace. And her application was like stuck to a piece of paper that was on the desk. He just kind of pulled it out like, okay, what is this? And saw it. So it could have been already discarded, but divine providence caused that person to see it, call it out, give her a call. So she got the job. The job was within 10 minutes of the house. She got the company car and dig this. She got like five or $10,000 more than what she was asking for. Power of words. When she started saying it, she didn't even have a job. Man. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Are you listening? Is you paying attention to what I'm saying? Words matter. So, what to do? What to do is take account of your words. Strategy is, how do I do that? How do I develop a strategy for it to be done? One, you begin to say, okay, now what are some circumstances that I can be in that I can get kind of flippant? If you're in a bad economy, you're at work, and you have coworkers that are saying certain things that are negative, such as, man, it's kind of tough out there. I'm afraid that this is going to happen. You can't, yep, yep, I hear what you're saying. Uh-uh. You don't have to be in alignment with those things that aren't in line with what you desire. You have to have a real strong discipline. Because our patterns of speech are typically the results of habit and lack of discipline. So these stakes are too steep for us not to discipline our words. So play out different scenarios on how you will creatively restructure your word choices when faced with different situations in life. If you have a headache is attacking your body, don't just habitually go into that, oh man, this, this headache is, uh-uh, uh Rephrase the words, something appears to be attacking my body. You know what I'm saying? You're going to need some counter words. And for me, I mean, the biggest anchor for me is scripture. I'm a believer. I'm a person of faith. And scripture, I find some scripture to apply to that thing. By his stripes, I am healed. Healed. You know what I'm saying? My son had some epileptic seizures that were just out of the blue. Nobody in the family has a history of that or anything like that. And he uh, had a little episode that was happening. And so I'm like, I got to get some scripture, man. You have to get some scripture. You have to put some word on some stuff. So I'm going to get this one last thing that I just shared with that. And this is what I put on it. And he went to the doctor and the doctor had proclaimed that he may have to be on medication for the rest of his life. And we were like, man, we ain't really feeling that. You don't want to have to be taking medication the rest of his life. He didn't want to feel that. After we applied these words, you know, and had him put these words in his mouth as well, it changed his outcome. He's not on medication anymore either. Hasn't been for a number of years now. This is the scripture that I used, the one that was the anchoring one that I used. It says, and Jesus went about, this is Matthew chapter number four, verses 23 and 24. Verse 23 says, and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing 
So he, you're not supposed to be having ailments and stuff like that. That's not the best life for you. You don't have to live with that. Now, if you settle for it, I just, just was going, what's going to be, going to be. No, it doesn't have to be. You can change that with your mouth. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Okay? No matter what it was, because people have different things. Whatever your thing is, it can be healed as well. Verse 24, and his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick. They brought all sick people. Those that had a cold, those that might have had cancer, those that might have had COVID-19 of that day or whatever. Those that were dealing with epileptic seizures, whatever was attacking people's bodies. They brought all manner of sick people to him that were taken with diverse diseases and torments. And those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those which had the palsy and he healed them. And I took that palsy in one other translation of scripture. It talks about Caesars on that palsy piece. So I said, that's the thing. That's one of them all manners of sicknesses. I declare and decree that my son is healed. Epileptic Caesars and Caesars will not manifest in his body. And I took authority. Over. We spoke that. He spoke that. And he hasn't had any in years now. What's my point? My point is, is that some things that you might make of little consequence could have profound impacts on your life. One such thing is the batch of words that come out of your mouth. They are profound and they are tied to the outcomes that you have been getting or not in your life and or those that you would like to get in and out of your life. Finally, we'll wrap this up. You have to execute. So what to do? Take account of your words. Just be mindful of the fact that, hey, man, my words are going to bring a consequence to me. My words are bags of seeds that will bring me a harvest. That's number one. Number two, develop a strategy on, okay, when I get into a tough situation, what am I going to do? It's easy to say good words when your team just won the NBA Finals Championship like our Bucks did. We are the champions, my friends. <laughs> Go Bucks, Bucks in six. But when you are going through a hardship and you're not feeling like a champion, it can be seemingly more difficult. But as you continue to practice these things, you develop a skill set for them. And as you develop the skill set, it becomes a second nature to you. It becomes part of you, like brushing your teeth. Nobody has to tell you, did you brush your teeth today? Be sure to brush your teeth. They don't have to tell you that. You get up and part of your regular routine, part of your daily habitual manifestation is the brushing of teeth. Why? Because you've been doing it for so long. In a similar fashion, as you do this, it will become second nature to you. So remove some words and all negativity from your vocabulary, especially the things, man, I'm struggling to survive. I take one step forward, take two steps back. And blah, 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 blah. Nobody ever seems to pick me. I seem like I'm always on the losing end. I can never find a parking space close to the door. Shut up. Stop saying all of that. The reason why you can't ever find it is because you keep reinforcing it. You keep creating that aura about yourself. Start saying stuff like, I always find a premier parking spot. Every time I go to the grocery store, I always get the shortest line. Start saying that. And it will manifest. And so you have to be disciplined and mindful of your immediate surroundings. I remember one time I was talking to somebody, a former co-worker when I was working in government. I was a former chief of staff for a city council president here in Milwaukee. And we we're talking with a, another co-worker who worked for another elected official. 
And there was some developer or something like that, Hotshot Bigwig. They had some display of riches. And we were having a conversation. And she said something along the lines of, man, it must be nice. That'll never happen for us or for me. I didn't co-sign that. And I didn't, yeah, you know, you're right. So mm, that's me too. I got that. That's what I'm gunning for. You know what I mean? So in that instance, I could have lazily co-signed on something that I don't desire, a life of lack, a life of not getting the fullness of what you desire out of life. But I, nah, I had found this principle. So I'm not saying anything that I don't want to manifest in my life. Because, hey, man, I'm telling you, stuff that used to, I go places now, I got favor. Everywhere I go now, part of that is because I say that. Everywhere I go, I have favor. I walk into the room and I get treated like royalty in many cases. Why? Because I believe I'm royalty. That has something to do with that. And as it manifests, now it becomes a snowball effect. You have an avalanche. And now this becomes part of who you are. And now you have an energy that comes with you that manifests. Man, so it's real. It's real. So if you want a better life, choose better words. And I promise you, it will manifest for you. So remember, you will have whatsoever you say. I know you might have had some naysayers and doubters and it'll never happen. And even if you've had some trauma in your life, maybe family, maybe you went through some real tough things that you haven't shared with anybody. I get it. This works whether you had a perfect life, a silver spoon, a wooden spoon, or no spoon at all. You have to just use your hands and pick up food and eat from your fingers to your mouth. No matter where you start from. It's all about where you finish, and your words can dictate where you finish. So you have to be able to say what you desire. Say it. I mean, some people can't even look in the mirror and say, I am beautiful, because they wear glasses, or they have braces, or they might have a blemish, or they don't might have an hourglass figure, or they might not have the six-pack abs. You go, man, you better start saying some stuff. Why? Because what you, you will have what you say. I've used this example before, and I'm going to wrap up with this. Have you ever been to a construction site? And it'll say, coming soon. And you have a picture of a building, an office tower, a residential building, or something like that. There's nothing but dirt right there. So that means that things have to be created twice. First in your mind and in your speech. And then they manifest. So before long, that picture that's by that plot of dirt becomes an actual structure. That's a principle. So it was created first in the mind of the architect. And it was talked about, hey, on that plot right there, that's where our building is going to be. Our building's going to be there. Our building's going to be there. Our building's going to be there. And guess what? After the construction season, however long it takes to build that thing, brick by brick, laying the foundation, putting up the drywall, putting in the electrical wiring, putting the elevators in, da, 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 da. voila, you have the building. But when they first started, there was nothing there but dirt. So you don't have to limit what you say by your past experience, even if your past experience never included any of these things you're talking about. You got to go for it, man. And how you go for it is with your words. So remember, you will have whatsoever you say. Death and life are in the power of your own tongue. So treat and use your words as the construction workers of your life 
that they are. So with that, thanks so much for listening today. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the Communication Guru Podcast. Also be on the lookout for the Morning Templation Vlog, which are inspirational words of encouragement and insights on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Finally, if you have a communication issue that you may need assistance with, be it personal, organizational, relational, or business-wise, and would like a free 15 to 20-minute consultation or discovery call, drop me a line at tim at timmcmurtryinternational.com, tim at timmcmurtryinternational.com, and give me a brief description of what it is you're kind of dealing with, and we can hop on a call to see if we can help you get past that particular communication issue. So thanks so much again for listening. I appreciate your listenership and viewership. Until next time, blessing and increase to you. Bye, y'all.